Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Today we're speaking to Dr. Mike Ryan, a Dubai-based trachologist who works out of Bloom Laser Anesthetic Clinic. And we're talking about all things to do with hair loss, including why so many people are losing so much hair after COVID and what they can do about it. So Dr. Ryan, welcome. You're, you're back in Dubai now after a brief absence in the UK. You're- yeah, had a little bit of a break uh, back, back here since November last year. And you've been in the UK, or you've been in uh, this region for a really long time helping people, haven't you? I've been here uh, 10 years now, yeah, in all told. Okay. And you're a trichologist. Am I saying that correctly? Correct. What do you, how do you, what do you learn? What's your designation to become this? What do you study? In? It's a subspeciality of dermatology, really. So um, because there's the, the hair is essentially an appendage of the skin, um, but it's far more complex than that. So we study in, in specifically the actual hair follicle the, as a unit itself. And it's a little bit like, uh, I suppose you can compare it to an eye surgeon. You know, it's only a small, a small area, it's a lot smaller than an eye, but it's just, it's just an individual unit and it has its, all its own nuances and uh, specialities and reactions. So it's, it is a quite a complex little animal, really, even though it's just floating around on top of the head and we don't pay much attention to it until something goes wrong. Yes. When people come to see you, I imagine they're in quite a state. Yeah. So when they get to me, they've usually gone through the usual route of not saying anything, then asking a friend, and then going staring at a pharmacy wall for 20 minutes in the hope of some kind of inspiration for something to to jump out. Um, so by the time they get to me, really, we you know we're well down the road of not only the hair in some kind of deterioration, but also, and more importantly, the psychological state is pretty damaged at that at that state, as uh, you'll probably well remember. I, I was gonna I came to you. We'll talk about this later. I came to you. you yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're first of all, we're gonna talk about COVID because you're seeing particular things um in yeah. that are related. What are you seeing? Well, it's amazing really the um the amount of people we're seeing now that are that got different uh, presentations because a one of the stress you know the stressful situation of COVID people have lost their jobs can't see family can't go out so we're seeing the the mental side of it and the stress related issues but certainly we're seeing 20 to 25 percent of people patients that have had COVID um, 10 12 14 weeks ago now experiencing massive amount of uh, uncontrollable hair fall it's just coming out in 
you know, handfuls. Um, and it's very, very scary uh, for some of these people. I can imagine. Do you, first of all, do you have any idea yourself why this might be happening? Well, we know we know that anytime somebody has, uh, you know, some some febrile issue where there's a virus or a temperature fluctuation in the in the system, we we do see hair loss. So, like with flu or you know tooth pain or a, a viral infection, food poisoning, all those things, we always see some kind of not always. We generally see some kind of hair shedding. 10 to 12 weeks after the event. So people have usually forgotten that they had a, you know, an infection or a wisdom tooth out or some things, but they, they don't connect the two. Then they just get this hair shedding and then they become frightened. So um, we know that, but we didn't know is to the extent that this, um, this is dragging on and the amount of hair loss. And also, you know, you've heard about long COVID, there are still people struggling with certain symptoms from, even though they've recovered from, from COVID, they're still suffering tiredness, you know, lethargy, joint pain, some minor breathing problems. So this, even though the COVID itself has gone, the situation, the body is still in a state of, you know, trauma really, um, and repairing itself. So what's the actual physiological thing that's happening when you get a, the flu or you get a COVID what is it the trauma or what's happening so the hair is non-essential to life so essentially you lose your hair you don't die but your hair is the second fastest growing thing on your body but it's non-essential to life so that means that it requires an incredible amount of energy to to grow you know it grows 0.3 of a millimeter per day it's a lot of activity that activity it needs a lot of energy. So when the body is attacked by a virus or a bacterial infection or trauma, the first thing to go is the non-essential part, the hair. So essentially what it does, the hair is growing. It's in a continuous state of growing. And then it goes into this transition phase of where the hair essentially switches off and the blood supply and all the hormones and nutrients withdraw from the follicle. That happens naturally in the hair cycle. We have a growing phase, which is called an anagen phase, can be anywhere between two and eight years. Then the hair will grow through this, what we call a catagen, a transition phase. That takes about 10 days. And then we end up in this uh, phase of telogen where the hair is sat in the follicle, but it's not connected, it comes out. These are the ones that you see in the shower or you see generally on your hairbrush. And we lose about 100 to 120 a day. It does, it does vary. So the hair's growing merrily along. It's quite happy. The body gets attacked. So that the energy required for that hair to grow is shut off. So the hair goes into this transition phase. So it's about a 10, 12-day process of where it, it's just everything is stopped, slowing down and stopping. That leaves the hair in the follicle, essentially its life is over, but it may sit there for a week or two weeks or whatever, and then it will shed. So when we get this insult to the body, this virus, the hair goes into this mass uh, slowdown and then sheds after. 
So what can you do for these people who come to you? Well, the, one of the most important parts is reassurance that, you know, they're not going bald. That's the, the big one, really, because they are, you know, they're frightened. Uh, they, they come with boxes. I had a lady here the other day with five boxes full of, full of hair. And it's, it even sort of frightens me when you see that. You think, you know, are we really right here? Is it, is it the correct thing? So um, reassurance, a uh, little bit of counselling explaining why it's happened, explaining the, uh, you know, the mechanics of it and the process, as we just said. And then there are things we can do that where those hairs are still in the growing process, we can apply some topical solutions to keep the hair growing and stop it shutting off, stop it responding in a shutting off mode. So that's really what we do, making sure their nutrition and their immune system is uh, fully loaded, so making sure their D is okay, their, their C is high, B12 is high, and their zinc. So we look at those kind of things. But generally, it's a, it's a simple, it will recover. The hair will recover anyway. But um, we do just a little bit of uh, top up in the system. Okay. And I know people, the UAE people are very fond of saying, that they moved here and their hair started falling out. Their hair wasn't as nice. It's definitely due to the water. You hear this all the time. Uh, what, time, yeah. Yeah, and you've done some work on this. What's your take on on that? Well, I've I've been in this. This feels like a war for so long now. Saying that it's not the water. It's not the water. I I just say to them now. Have you ever seen a bald Olympic swimmer? You know, people spend hours in a swimming pool which is highly chlorinated water and they don't go bald because of that so there are it is it, there is an issue here for sure there is uh, there is an issue that people do see a deterioration in the quality of the hair and uh, more shedding but it's multifactorial really it's food it's diet it's the stressful life of dubai you know dubai is stressful uh, the heat, the humidity, the pollution in the air from the, you know, the, the sand and, and what have you. So it's not just one thing. It's a, it's a variable. And it's a big change from where you come from, either, you know, Canada, UK, India. The, the lifestyle and the, the, even though you're eating the same things, the, there is a difference in the quality of the nutrition or a, certainly a change. And recently we found some study, which is quite amazing, that there is, some, there is some phenomenon where when you put a lot of cross-cultural people together, that there is some microflora influence that, that attacks the, the hair and, and sort of they have a little bit of a war on the scalp. And that can cause a little bit of excess shedding. So, you know, Dubai is a melting pot. We've got 250-odd different nationalities and cultures. So... This cross-cultural thing may may play some part part in that, but generally it's a it's a you know a, a mix uh, melting pot of lots of things. It's not just the water. Okay, and I'm interested. Do men come? Okay, so there's male pattern baldness, which they write. Do men come to you with that? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. What do you do when they come to you? As you always think that's just a foregone conclusion unless you go get hair plugs or whatever. Yeah, it depends, it depends on what stage they come, really. If they come 
you know, when they're bald or when they've got very little hair, the the only really option is to either camouflage with scalp micropigmentation, which is very popular these days, or transplant. But if they come early enough where they're just starting to know that the hair is getting thinner, the scalp is becoming more visible, then there are things we can do to not cure it, but certainly slow down the progression and uh, improve the quality for a, for a lot longer. So what would that, what would some of those be? So we use uh, combinations of peptides, growth factors, uh, stem cell therapy, uh, PRP is, is huge, which is your own growth factors. So all those kind of things are they're proven to, to certainly slow down and improve to a point, but not to give you full, full recovery. So the earlier you catch it, prevention is better than cure. Now, I hear of a lot of women, I'm 50, so I hear of a lot of women my age having hair loss problems, and you hear about thyroid problems and hormone problems. And do you see, do you see that in your clinic? Yeah, we see, uh, we see everything, you know, everything from uh, children to right the way through to uh, postmenopausal women. So certainly uh, ladies of a certain age going through hormonal changes it, and thyroid changes, it does have some impact on the hair for sure. But they can, they can really easily be, uh, we can navigate around those waters quite quite successfully these days the problem in not just dubai but in the health care industry particularly with hair is that hair loss falls into two distinct categories it's genetic or it's alopecia and they all get lumped into those two bins and occasionally you'll somebody will throw in that it's a hormonal imbalance well sure they you know females have hormonal changes not necessarily an imbalance, so hormonal change. So if estrogen levels drop, which they do from time to time, we can help by increasing those estrogen levels. If the estrogen levels rise, we can help by reducing them a little bit. Uh, and particularly topically, it's quite quite successful. So you can navigate around those waters. It's not, you know, it's not the end of your hair when you go through the, the change. And um, autoimmune, what autoimmune um conditions impact the hair um yeah we see we see quite a lot of alopecia areata which is the the number one autoimmune uh problem that we see but we're seeing more and more of something called frontal fibrosing that's where ladies um not necessarily usually over the age of 40 they start to lose their hair at the front like a like a man but the whole of the front go back so there's no v like a, a guy has the like a v the ladies, the, the the whole of the front of the hairline goes back and it goes back to about a third or some, some cases about 50%. And that's an autoimmune disorder. We don't know why it's caused. There's We've got no idea. There's some link to um, UV protection, but it's I don't know whether that's – there's not enough study behind that really. But it's certainly an autoimmune disease. Uh, we see lichen uh, planus, which is a, an autoimmune disease. So we, we see a few. Okay. And can you, is there anything you can do in those situations? Well, certainly with Ariata, we can, we can help with Ariata quite successfully because Ariata usually uh, will, will recover. So we can just speed up the recovery. Um, things like uh, lichen planus, we, 
we direct to the specific specialist uh, to deal with the autoimmune disorder first and then see if we can rectify the, the scalp. Uh, but in things like fibrosing, uh, there's there's nothing other than camouflage or transplant in some cases. So it's very it's fairly complex with autoimmune, but th there's always hope. You know, we can always have a look first and see if there's any hope. What about diet? Like, how big of a role does diet play in the health of your hair? Massive, 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 massive. It's the number one cause of hair loss. Um, really for females a normal healthy menstruating female shouldn't lose their hair but the diet is fundamental to that so it's all about you know cellular energy if you remember i said this is the second fastest growing thing on the scalp uh, on the body then it requires an inordinate amount of energy energy comes from food so your food intake is is important particularly a balance of complex carbs plus protein um, and that that's the way forward but here we get a lot of vegetarians we get a lot of people on uh, diets and detoxes and you know the, these kind of things and people that eat cake all day it's it, it's um diet is diet is the number one issue and most most menstruating females are a little bit low due to the fact of the menses so they, they become a little bit deficient or lower in some things than they should be uh, vitamin d especially here you know we all now we're inside for four months because of the the uh, heat so the d levels drop so if a woman was uh has this hair loss this covid hair loss do you find it hitting men or women the same way or is it hitting women harder that you're seeing both okay. there's no there's no difference between men and women and there's also no, there seems to be no difference between the severity of the COVID. Wow. So people that were had COVID and people that were hospitalized with COVID, there doesn't seem to be any real difference that, that 20 to 25% of those people are suffering. Um, people with long COVID uh, suffer for, for longer. Okay. Well, I came to you maybe, I don't know, seven or eight. Yeah, Yep. Someone recommended yes. I was at the end of my rope because all my eyelashes fell out, almost all of them. And I was That's so right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it, I, it was so weird. They just came out and it worried everyone around me too. Like it's very obvious. And you can see, like I could see my father and my brother, like looking when I went home, just really scared for me. <laughs> and um, you did some of like regular blood work and nothing, you said nothing showed up. And you said to me, how are your relationships? And do you need to end your relationship? And then at that time, I was under enormous stress. I had uh, family problems. I did have a relationship that wasn't working out. I think you saying that actually made me think like, huh, I could actually leave this and start over. <laughs> but I went on, you, you prescribed Latisse, which is a be yep. beautiful. I grew back beautiful eyelashes. They did fall out one more time. You, you told me that would happen. Um, but I went on to go to a naturopath and she diagnosed me with what some people say is pseudoscience, adrenal exhaustion. She gave me a regime of um, supplements, including DHEA, which sort of fixed me right up. And she, she really spoke to me severely. And she said, if you know, your body knocks before it breaks the door down, it whispers before it yells at you, which I feel like is kind of what you were saying. Um, she yep. was, you can't keep living like this. You can't, you don't have any joy in your life. You're working too hard. You're exercising like crazy to deal with your stress. She just basically said, you need to overhaul everything. And I believe that that those eyelashes falling out were 
was like a wake up call for me. Do you see this happening? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, we work, you know, alongside sort of um, people that work with functional medicine and nutritionists all the time. And sometimes we, we do we do spend a lot of time in, in the counseling chair, but sometimes you people need a little bit more than than just an hour with me. So yes, we we liaise with those people and try and get your life back in some kind of semblance of order if you can. Because the hair is is very reflective of what's going on. And quite often your hair or your eyelashes or your eyebrows or other parts of your body can be an indication that something's going wrong, something's not quite right, something's overheating, you know, internally. So yeah, you need to you need to listen listen to what the your body, your hair is saying. Quite quite often it, it's easily fixed, see it sorted out. Sometimes it takes a little bit, like in your condition, in your state, you know, it takes a little bit more uh, emotional stress and what trauma, but we can always, usually we can get around it. Yeah, it is a good, it is a good indication though, that like, it's not just like nothing. It is a good indication that you need. It doesn't fall out for nothing. No. Right. Hey, you, if your hair falls out, your eyebrows fall out, or your eyelashes fall out, something is wrong something gone now it might just be a blip it might just be you know something ridiculous as you trap your finger in a door and the shock of that sudden jolt of pain and trauma triggers an an immune response or it can be something like a bad relationship or certainly i've had um, a case not long ago where a lady was in a a job where her boss was a, a complete bully so she was a neurotic mess, and it was all about the job, you know. And her hair was shedding like crazy, and her, her nails were bitten down to the quick, and she was losing weight. Change your job, looks amazing. That's what you said to me. Well, first you said you're not pulling them out, are you? And you, and then you said, you said, I'll never forget. You said, if you need to bend the boyfriend, bend the boyfriend. And then I went outside, and I was like, huh. Bend the boyfriend. <laughs> that man <laughs> yeah i want i have one funny just fun. did you know i'm sure everyone asked you this but like, did you have any idea that you would have hair this long when you decided to go into this field like did you have a good indication you would not lose your hair or <laughs> no i make i make sure i don't lose my hair trust me yeah funny enough i had uh i had covid back in january oh my gosh and uh and it was quite it was quite severe and just recently the last sort of months six weeks i've been my hair has gone crazy shedding like like mad um even so much so that i i know what i'm doing but it's still frightening when you see that amount of hair so uh, yeah we have to get at it very quickly and save it <laughs> so no genetically do you do you know you're going to lose it no there's no way there are ways now we can we actually uh, the new sort of advancement is um, looking at your genes Looking at the, the, your DNA profile, your gene profile, there's a lot of work being done that. So we can predict now whether somebody is going to go uh, genetically bald, which is a help. And uh, we can also predict sort of illnesses or, or changes in the body that will, will affect the hair. So we can be more predictable about those things. So, but no, I'm, I'm lucky that I've got, still got a bit left. 
Yeah, you have a good head of hair. As my father, who's bald, always says about men, God, he's got a good head of hair. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do for your own hair? Like, what have you done to keep? What, in general or after COVID? No, after COVID. Um, I use a topical uh, stimulation spray every morning, every night. That just get keep it just keeps the hair growing. It keeps it in that growing state, stops it sw- switching off basically. And where the hair has switched off, it energizes it and uh, gets it going again. Okay. And um, where can people find you? Thank you. I'm currently at uh, Bloom Laser Anesthetic Clinic, which is on Al Wassel Road in Jumeirah. Um, I have my website, of course, which is DubaiHairDoctor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at uh, DubaiHairDoctor. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great. Lovely to see you again. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.